Wireless. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. There's a little thing I've left for this late at night after nine o'clock. Um, kiddies, just go away. In fact, most adults, you probably might be upset to hear this little story. This is like um, a little off-ramp that Jared Hindmarsh went on during his discussion about Takoti, which is our outsider tale between 11 and 12 tonight. But I wanted to give it just an extra hearing because it's... Um, it's first-hand from his family, talking about something that happened in 1906. And, oh boy, I'm not kidding you, it is so disturbing. Here we go. My grandfather in 1906 on the beach of Waitai, which is the family farm on Durval Island, they were working, uh, they got their yards almost right on the beach, they were tailing some um, young weathers and shearing them and this canoe came over from Tanui Island where the Ngāti Kauata people lived. It was a man, they knew he'd only recently arrived, a Māori man, but he had in the canoe a couple of children, one of them was his own. The father, they heard him yell out to his child, stay in the canoe. He was obviously in some agitated hurry. Then he wandered back to the canoe and then they heard a terrible commotion. The boy had obviously got out of the canoe. It's, of course, it's exactly the same scenario, stay in the car. But the boy had gotten out of the canoe and was throwing stones at his friend in the canoe. Well, the father threw into this terrible rage and picked up a huge bit of hardwood, driftwood, and smacked his kid on the head, just busted his head open, and the brains were all over the beach. My grandfather and his brother, they just didn't know what to do. They kind of went up to the boy, and the father pushed them away. By now he was wailing, of course, at what he had done. He picked up the boy, put him back in the canoe, and paddled off. They just couldn't believe it anyway. They talked about it for ages, and the farm workers too, and they said, you know, what are we going to do? Well, they thought they'd better write a statement of events and send it to the constable in Havelock, which they did that night. They sealed it with wax. They waited for the postman who was coming in his boat, George Webber, the following day. They give him the letter and describe the events, and he said, oh, I wouldn't bother. This is Maori business, he said. Anyway, he said, I'll take your letter, and they never heard a thing about it. Gur. That has only vague association with the story of Takorti, but it was just in there in part of Gerard Hindmarsh's regaling. So I thought I'd share it. As awful as it is, it's a remarkable thing, isn't it? So that's what we've got between 11 o'clock and 12, outside of a fresh one. The amazing uh, life of, was he a guerrilla fighter, a terrorist, or a freedom fighter? Depends where you're at at the time. Next up, Skeptical Thoughts with Susie Wiles. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. Time for Skeptical Thoughts with Susie Wiles. Ta-da, here we go. It's raining. Bullshit. How are you, Susie? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Graeme? Marvellous. Uh, okay, first up, 
um, alien octopuses. Now, before we kick off on this fascinating subject, I've always rated the octopus um, most likely to succeed. You know how they have those um, in the United States, uh, most likely to be something or other. Next, technological species, uh, direct descendants perhaps of octopuses. I, I rate them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's a lot going for them. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, was, I just saw an amazing video, you should go and Google it, mm. of an octopus gathering coconut shells and then basically putting, so two halves of a kind of, what seemed to be a large coconut, uh, and then hiding itself inside. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it was just like, and, and to see it, you should see it. It was, it basically, it like, it covered itself, uh, it covered the, um, one of the halves of the, one, one of the halves of the shell, and then proceeded, so imagine that like an octopus draped over a coconut shell, yeah. and then proceeded to walk along the ocean floor on the tips of its uh, tentacles. Are they, te are they tentacles in an octopus? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, it's arms. Army bits. It's arms. And that was like... Oh my God, that's just scary! <laughs> I yeah. love them. I love yeah, them. You're absolutely right. They, they are. They are definitely the. Uh, I, I, in fact, I think they might be our only hope to overthrow Trump. Will yeah. be the octopus revolution. Well, yeah. the octopus vote wasn't counted, and there, there was quite <laughs> a lot of controversy surrounding that. That octopuses didn't have uh, enough access to the voting. Um, Boots. Anyway, this little bit of news uh, from a video you pointed me to. Here we go. Scientists have been poking around the DNA of octopuses. By the way, it is octopuses, not octopi. Anyway, the scientists are concluding that octopus DNA is so different, they're like aliens. The first thing you should know is that an octopus's DNA is incredibly complex. They have a lot more than we do. Researchers from the University of Chicago say the DNA is also rearranged and they use the simile of their DNA being like a reshuffled deck of cards. And that doesn't really happen with any other animal on Earth, so that's where the alien part comes in. Their brain is huge and they're really great at problem solving and they're versatile. They taste great with tomato, <laughs> garlic, and even barbecue sauce. Oh. I had to throw them, that one in at the end, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, so the, so when this paper came out a few years ago and one of the scientists uh, said they're uh, practically alien and then that, you know, everyone's like, they're aliens, they're aliens. Anyway, so that claim is basically back in the news again. Octopuses are aliens because of a new paper published in this journal called Progress in Biophysics and Molecular Biology. So 33 authors on this paper, uh, have come together and said that the... Uh, and what they've done is they've done a review of the evidence. So, so a meta-analysis is what mm -hmm. they're claiming to have done. Um, basically, that the Cambrian explosion, which is the uh, that period 550, uh, 540 million years ago when animal, basically, diversity, like, massively yep. expanded... Um, that it originated from an influx of viruses from the cosmos. And they use uh, octopuses, octopodes, as their example. Essentially what they're saying is that um, viruses came from outer space, most likely on a comet. They, uh, ca they came together with sort of the ancestral squid, mm. or with some kind of ancestral squid, equals... Octopus! <laughs> and just in case it didn't make any sense in their writing, they did a diagram which basically had a picture of a squid, 
and then a plus sign and then a picture of a virus oh. equals and then a picture of an octopus. Uh, one plus one equals octopus. Yeah, so just to be clear, it doesn't appear as though any of those authors, of those 33 people study zoology. Most of them aren't even biologists. Uh, Are they on the History Channel at late at night <laughs> talking about UFOs with their hair sticking in the air? One, it would not surprise me. I was, I didn't get time. I wanted to look up every one of them because all of the authors that I did get to look at, which was probably over 20 of them, are all men. Mm. It's quite possible this, this might be a 33-dude paper, which is quite spectacular. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, of, of which there is, like, the reviewing the evidence... Uh, no, <laughs> they haven't done any such thing. Um, apparently one of the guys on the paper is the dude who in the 70s first came up with this hypothesis. So he's obviously gathered his acolytes. It's and a they've pet now, hobby. It's and, a pet yeah, hypothesis. And now, now they've put this. But honestly, the, the picture was hilarious. It's like, this is a figure. Oh, uh, I, think, I think the journal is one where you're allowed to sort of publish your pet hypotheses. I mean, I'd love to know what the review process was for this. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, there are these journals where you, can, you mm. can publish the weird and the wonderful thingies. But then, of course, it, it becomes, scientists have reviewed the evidence. It's like, no, no, they haven't. Mm. Uh, and, you know... Did they even talk to any biologists? Did they any talk to people who have actually studied mm. octopuses? Because actually, there is plenty of evidence for ancestral forms of, you know, of these creatures. It's hard because they're soft bodies and so mm. they don't leave much evidence. But they have beaks. There's certainly, yeah, and there's evidence in their DNA mm. that, you know, that they're ancestral forms. So it's like, ah, uh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Viruses. All right. But yes, that hasn't stopped Damn, pretty much I everybody. That, I thought that one was going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I Graham. forgot the name of the piece that we're doing. That's right. It's called Skeptical Thoughts. <laughs> All right, now, Kangan Water. Uh, we have some locals pointing out uh, just how amazing this stuff is and, uh, like, when you play bullshit bingo, uh, <laughs> what does it cure? Oh, cancer. Here we go. Hello, Bex and Kelly back to explain another property of this beautiful Kangan Water. Thanks, but can you fix the audio on your video <laughs> if you're going to put it up? Really, it doesn't take much. Kelly, we're going to talk about... The alkalinity of the water and the acidity, actually. So our machines will split a normal molecule into a negative and a positive, that antioxidant, and that positive being the oxidant. So every liquid, every food has a pH, the potential of hydrogen, so it'll come somewhere on the scale, and the scale goes from 0 to 14, 7 pH being a neutral. So I've got drops where I'll be able to test whether something is alkaline or whether it's acidic. What's the importance of, of being alkaline as opposed to being acidic? Sure. Well, all disease grows in acidosis. Um, absolutely. We need to keep our bodies alkaline so our tissues keep healthy and that we can remain healthy. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Otto Warburg um, in 1931 won a Nobel Prize for the root cause of cancer. It's acidity. Um, you know, cancerous tissues are acidic, whereas um, healthy tissues are alkaline, so we want to keep alkaline. You know, one in three people have cancer right now, and the rates are, are climbing, degenerative diseases as well. So we really want to keep on this alkaline side. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start with this. I, I love the process whereby you can go one plus one equals 125. <laughs> 
She's <laughs> this got the, the thing that got an alarm bell going for me. Um, it was discovered by this strange-named guy in the 1930s who won a Nobel Prize for finding out that cancer is caused by acidity. Yeah, which is not what he won the Nobel Prize for. What, I mean, literature he, was it, or no, no, no. I think it was science, and it was to do with cancer. But it wasn't. He didn't find that the cause of cancer is acidosis, which is basically what she's claiming. Okay. I think it was to do with what state cancer cells are in. But, oh, okay. Um, Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't done my research on that one, but All right. I can pretty much guarantee that she is uh, she is mis mis um, misrepresenting. Mis- misrepresenting because of course why would you not uh, Nobel Prize winner? Okay, um, what's the real so she, deal? So she's this? basically selling a device for four thousand dollars, which will uh, alkaline alkalinize alkalize yeah. whatever it is, basically change the pH of your tap water and and then that that will become this miracle cure of cancer and diabetes and a whole heap of other diseases um as she says because apparently the root cause of all diseases is being acidic and so if you drink this stuff which is alkaline you'll make your body alkaline which is of course utter bullshit you can't actually influence (laughs) the alkalinity of your tissues you can't um, no not not in that way um so and, and the, the reason this is kind of in the news at the moment um is because there's a it, it appearing in the um oh in some newspaper one of the regional newspapers a lady who has basically swapped drinking four liters of coke every day to drinking Kangen water. And she said she feels amazing. And oh my God. And now she's saying it's the water, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. If you stop drinking four litres of Coke a day, um, four litres of Coca Cola a day? I like Coca Cola. I think that might be an exaggeration. But maybe. I don't, I wouldn't drink that much. It's a lot, it's a lot of Coke. It is a lot of Coke. Um, Anyway, what, so it's just kind of a shout out to um, Dr. Ali Campbell and Sean, Dr. Sean Holt, mm-hmm. who basically were interviewed and were like, yeah, nah, <laughs> uh, don't waste your water, just uh, don't waste your money, just drink some water, drink some water. People so, love a machine. They do. Oh, do you know, I wish I, w- wish I had less morals, because I could probably make lots of money selling yeah. something with flashy things on it. Yeah, but flashing lights are pretty much essential. Yeah. And I wonder, whether, I wonder whether you'd get, could you charge more if it gave you an electric shock as well? Ooh, vibrated a little. Yeah. Or made a hum. Mm. Yeah. With some flashing we lights on it. We, we should. should come up with a sceptical thoughts device. <laughs> well, there was that quantum colour healing thing too. It was a box with flashing lights and nothing in it. <laughs> that uh, was marketed and did oh. sell like a thing with flashing lights that hums. Well, you know, I mean, there's... there's, there's yeah, I can think of many uses for boxes mm. with flashing lights on, but you can probably make them cheaper just by going and buying some LEDs. Or we'll <laughs> undercut, we'll undercut the yeah. Kangen water device. But um, so if you really wanted to, if you take in alkali stuff, it doesn't change your tissue's pH. You have management systems called yeah. your digestive system and your yeah. liver and pancreas. And you deal with all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it basically won't have any effect. Might change the... It might change the pH of your pee, but All right. but not the tissues, which is what they're claiming. So you might not get wheeze cancer. <laughs> I mean, it's just this classic thing of, of I mean, when you, s- some some science, it just like the way you say it, people will just go, oh yeah, okay. Mm. And like, oh, science is the wrong word. If you say something, 
that sounds sort of scientific and in a convincing enough kind of way, people believe it. Science-y. Science-y way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, just another thing. Let's forget about the fact that you can't change your tissue's pH doing this. But she's saying this changes the uh, pH of the water. You can just do that with some Enos <laughs> yeah. or some Alka-Seltzer. It's much cheaper, cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. You can totally do that without this machine. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right. She, she's not <laughs> mentioning this. No. All well, right. she wouldn't be able to charge $4,000 for uh, mm. alternative. Okay. Let's look at the ozone. That was one, I thought, of the greatest successes in human um, endeavour and scientific enterprise that we, and we're actually lucky that we live at the same time um, as, as we were creating these CFCs, mm. that we could actually know what it was doing mm. to the ozone. Because there's no reason why they couldn't have made CFCs, you know, uh, 200 years ago and pumped them out. And we'd have had no idea yeah. why we're all frying to death. Yes. We'd have, because it seems like such an inert molecule. Mm. That was why it was lauded as, this is tremendous. Mm. It's non-polluting. Mm. Then they found it did something yeah. else. Yeah, and you're right, actually, because I've been, I've just come from giving a talk about my pet subject, antimicrobial resistance, and and the sort of the idea, like we've got this and we've got climate change, right? Two big things that we are just making no global, like honestly, mm. not not the global progress we need to, 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 to make. And you're absolutely right. So the banning of CFCs by that uh, so 1987 Montreal Protocol, because of the growing hole in the ozone layer, recognising this was happening, and kind of, we totally got to do something about this. I guess they, they were all, I don't know whether, the, like they came up with alternatives that were, you know, could do the job. And so basically it's effectively banning these things and it worked, right? And yeah. so the people stopped using them, the a hole in the ozone layer has been repairing. Um, we really dodged a bullet I mean, when you think about it. Amazing well, yeah. So what has happened now though is some researchers who've obviously been uh, who are monitoring stuff in the environment have said that since 2012, the levels of one of those um, CFCs, CFC 11, has risen by 25%. So this is something that is not supposed to be, you know, it's banned, it's not supposed to be made, so there's no reason why its levels should be rising. They've taken into account some other things where it might have been produced by accident, they've basically discount, discounted that. Huh? Um, so they have, they've been measuring this... Um, uh, using an observatory in Hawaii. Um, they found it mixed in with other gases that they believe are characteristic of sources somewhere in Eastern Asia. So basically what it means is that it appears that someone is secretly manufacturing the CFC-11 that's basically banned by international, you know, uh, Someone's pumping it out there. It appears so, and they're Lex, like... Lex Luthor? <laughs> the Penguin? <laughs> yes. A Bond villain? Absolutely. Yeah, so what... Yeah, they're all like, oh... Because this is clearly um, slowing the... Uh, it's slowing down now the 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 um, repair of the mm. ozone layer. Because it takes a long um, time. Yeah, yeah. Because one of those molecules can jump around and mm. kill off a yeah, whole yeah. lot of ozone... Uh, before it gets denatured, mm. that it stops doing its trick. Yeah, so question is, who? 
Yeah. Is, are they doing it by mistake? As the researchers say, they don't think it could be done by mistake. And they're really puzzled why it would be made, because there are alternatives. Yeah. So um, watch the space. But it's kind of a like I, actually I covered a I covered the story on uh, on a rival channel. Yeah. Um, the the idea that uh, um, there's a paper out this week about um, when when people who are not supposed to be testing nuclear weapons yeah. test nuclear weapons, the way we find out about it is basically catching the seismic waves, right? So when North Korea uh, did their they did a big test in September last year, there was uh, basically it generated seismic waves, and everyone's like, oh, okay, there's been there's been a test or two, yeah. I think it was, and then you know, and then state media in North Korea, it, we've just successfully tested out whatever. What these researchers have now done is they have looked at satellite images there's some kind of satellite image of the earth's surface that has resolution down to about one and a half meters and what they showed was before that date and after that date there was a um basically oh, how many it was like several meet the, there was a there's a mountain where north korea do some of their testing mm. uh, and it flattened and and dropped by a few meters or something maybe even just half a meter what and someone might have measure, put a bomb underneath it and they were like, actually, we can totally, we don't, we, you know, combine, we don't just have to use seismic waves. We could be using these, you could essentially automate the, you know, the, the comparison of these, um, of all these images coming from satellites and then say, can you detect these right. sort of activities that shouldn't be happening? So, yeah, so it's an interesting thing. So, who uh, are so, these dirty people that are yeah, buggering this right, thing though. up? It totally is, totally is Bond villain thing. They're going to have a white cat, aren't they? Yeah. <sighs> um, there's such a sad, sad story. Uh, there was this guy called Thomas Midgley Jr., um, an American mechanical engineer, and he found how to save cars from having their engines wrecked because it's quite a thing to have all those explosions in there and try to contain it. And he tried so hard, and then he found the answer was, inexplicably, lead. And so he introduced lead into the petrol. Ah. Yeah. And it did have serious consequences to public health and behaviour. Mm. Um, and so he was blamed for being the big bad guy that had put the lead in the petrol. But he didn't know it was going to be bad. Yeah. So he felt so bad about this. He went ahead to try and find a exquisitely inert, peaceful thing. And invented CFCs. <laughs> He did that one as well. Oh. All the best intentions. Well, they say yes. road, road to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, dear. There he is, Mr. Midgley Jr. Okay, uh, we've got time for one more. Oh. And this is a senator. This is a tremendously novel scientific idea. I'm going to have a look into it. That sea level rise is caused by rocks falling into the sea. Yeah. Yep, so this was... Congressman, sorry. Uh, yeah, Republican Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama. We probably don't Alabama, say anymore. Alabama, Republican, that'll do. Yep, so essentially um, this was at a, a hearing of the House Science, Space and Technology uh, kind of committee um, where he was pointing out that... Um, that basically sea level rises are just to do with erosion of uh, cliffs and things and rocks falling into the sea. And the quote is, now you've got less space in those oceans because the bottom is moving up. 
<laughs> and he was talking about the White Cliffs of Dover. <laughs> right. Uh, so basically, and the cliffs are crashing into the sea. That displaces the water, doesn't it? Um. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where, where do you go with that stuff? Where do you go with that stuff when the people in charge? Just, well, it's oh like the God. NASA new NASA guy. Mm. Uh, really knows nothing about science at all. Oh well, look. We'll cope through. America isn't everything. We can carry on. We did it with the CFCs until recently, so yeah. we totally can do this again. <laughs> Susie Wilde, marvellous stuff. Thank you very much. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. <laughs> Letter from America time. The unification of oh. my great motherland. Yes. We are do the business. <laughs> US is the least qualified guy to preach and teach China. Don't tell us what is good for China. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You Thank you. Better for you to shut up, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we should all shut up. You enjoy the royal wedding? That's I did. The Americans love it almost more than the Brits, don't they? Because it's something oh, they don't have. We don't have it. They, they just love it. Everything is, like, new. And, you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, Meghan Markle's mother, I mean, God, she was transported from just one universe totally into a totally different universe. Yeah. All the pomp and ceremony and all the customs and all this and that. So, you know, I liked it. My favorite moment of the wedding, though, was when um, Harry and William were sitting there like two schoolboys in the, in the kitchen yeah. together. And then when Grandma walked by, they both had a little chuckle. <laughs> oh, yeah, but when she walked in, they stood up and bowed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> it does seem as though they get on. You know, the two brothers? Oh, yeah. There's nah. a real genuine, you know, we're, we're mates. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, just, just watching casually Harry over the years, mm. you know, he's totally transformed. I mean, you know, he was quite the lyrican at, at one stage. And now he seems to be, um, mm. you know, yeah. have a different agenda. Yeah. I tell you what, I was... He, he, was, he was dressed in English military uniform this time. And instead of the, the, one of the other times he went out in the 1940s German one. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. He changed <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> okay, brother, I can't even read your writing here. Who's a liar? Proven liar. Oh. Proven liar. You know who's a liar. But oh. this is like... Okay, Trump, this is a Stormy Daniels thing, the porn actress. Yeah. He doesn't know her. He doesn't know where the money came from. He doesn't uh, know who paid it. He never had an affair with her. He said this over and over and over again. And just recently, he said in an Air Force One, a reporter asked him pointedly, did you know where the money came from? He goes, no, I don't know where the $130,000 came from. you got to ask my lawyer. And then guess what? By law, he has to file a financial report. And if he doesn't put everything in there, honestly, that's a crime, a federal crime. Mm. So he filed his Financial report, and son of a bitch, that god dang $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels is in the report. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just a bald-faced liar. And and this is they how... I would have got the highlighter out for that one and highlighted <laughs> the transaction, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. There it is. Bright yellow highlighter. But this is how crooked he is. He's mm -hmm. so crooked in every ounce of his being. He sent the report in and didn't sign it. All right. And the ethics officer said... Uh, sorry, big guy. You gotta sign this. Yeah. <laughs> this is your statement. Yeah. You gotta sign it. He's yeah. he's such a crook. Yeah. I mean, just through and through. Actually, this is a really good point to yet again 
promote um, the interview in the next hour. I'm talking to the director of a documentary at the Dock Edge Festival called Whispering Truth to Power. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Talk about a tough cookie in South Africa. Oh, yeah. Just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Holding politicians to account, saying, you must. <laughs> and Zuma resigns. Yeah. It's yeah. really, man, a tough, tough Cool as a cucumber cookie. I recommend the documentary, um, yeah. Whispering Truth to Power. Yeah. Cool. It's tell, just such an impressive individual. Tell that guy to go to America because the Republicans are assholes too. They it's a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Sexist. Tell that, tell, <laughs> it is. I got my hands up. Oh, I just assumed. I mean, they asked out of you and me. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> tell, her to, tell her to go to America. We yeah, need her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is ZTE? And I'm using your silly alphabet name. Yeah, ZTE. Not a Z, it's a Z. It's a Z. You know, it's a zebra, <laughs> not, a, not a zebra. <laughs> anyway, that's the largest telephone communication. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I never got that. Yeah. I listened to both of them. I didn't give a shit one way or the other. I'd go, who cares? <laughs> but anyway, uh, ZTE is the largest telecommunications um, a company in, in China. And uh, we sanctioned them because they broke um, the the trading rules and um, we're trading with uh, Iran and um, North Korea mm. and there were also uh, there were some technological difficulties because uh, they were doing cyber warfare with their stuff so we sanctioned them and wouldn't sell them any of the components this is what kills me you know China's got you know the big big China they relied on us for the components for their goddamn company mm. so we sanctioned them and wouldn't sell it to them they were going into bankruptcy okay so now all of a sudden Trump comes in and goes, oh, too many jobs in China being lost. We're going to help out CTE. We're going we're gonna to get them going, get them back. We're going to drop the sanctions. We're going to do this, do that. And, and guess what? Three days before he did this, China put in $500 million into an Indonesian resort with Trump hotels and golf courses. Oh, how crooked can we be? That, bottom line, he's going, oh, just coincidence. Oh, just coincidence. Oh, man, this guy is tricky dick. You're fine. You're nah, fine, baby. Nah, nah. I still, nah, nah, nah. Not even close. Nixon, way worse Not, nah, Not even close. Way worse. Not even close. No, we've had this This guy's only in for a year and a half. Yeah. He couldn't get any more crooked. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, hey. I, I, just, I still think he's more evil, you know? He's crooked. It's all Nixon. about it's, it's uh yeah okay he was draconian he was he, he had dark spots that guy Ooh, yeah 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 and he, tried to hide them Trump doesn't even feel like he has to well no because the asshole Republican party won't do a thing I mean that, if that's not a you know an encroachment of the a moments clause in mm. the Constitution of the United States of America Republicans mm. I don't know what is I am not a crook I'm not a crook <laughs> <laughs> okay who's Nikki Haley. Have uh, I missed Nikki. a meeting? Uh, no, she's the uh, our United States ambassador to the UN. Oh, yeah. that one. She's yeah, a former yeah. former governor of South Carolina. Yeah, it looks you a know. bit like Clooney's wife. Yeah, she does actually. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was. I love watching the George. She looked like a skinny lord. Yeah, every time they uh, they at the wedding they they mm. shoot a shot of the George. You go, mm. oh, there's the George. <laughs> he looks. He just looks so cool. He's just like, ah, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. All right. <laughs> but anyway, Nikki Haley, this is, you know, Nobel Peace Prize, my ass. You know, Trump's going around thinking he's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize. He moves 
the capital to, uh, in, to Jerusalem in Israel. Yeah. Everybody told them it was a bad idea. There's going to be a lot of conflict. Moved it and didn't give the Palestinians anything in return. That was supposed to be a negotiating chip for the Middle East peace between the two sides. Mm. So he just did that. 60 people got shot and killed, which is, you know, you can argue that Hamas sent them there, blah, blah, blah. But still. And then 2,500 got wounded. And Nikki Haley in the U.N., speech the next day said moving the capital to Jerusalem had nothing to do with the oh, deaths. Yeah, right, yeah. And then when the Palestinian guy got up to speak, she got up and walked out. Oh, yeah, we're really doing well in the peace process in the Middle East. Nobel Prize, my ass, Trump. No, you're... I don't think he will get a Nobel Prize. Anyone who thinks he's going to is kind of a bit nuts. Well, yeah. Really? But... Yeah, but he thinks he... he, thinks he yeah, it makes my point. He's nuts. <laughs> He's nuts. He wouldn't be able to play poker. He would be the worst poker player in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he thinks... His, his, this is how deranged he is. He thinks that he's a crook. We all know he's a crook. He's a pathological liar. He's now a proven liar on one lie, one big, huge lie, just black and white proof. We got the videotape. We got the, we got the documents. And he thinks that if somebody investigates him... That's, that's not fair. That's the whole thing with the Mueller probe. It's not fair that they're investigating me. It's not fair that I have to go and talk to them. You know, Don Jr., the, the Senate this week let out the, the transcripts of their House Intelli of their Senate Intelligence Committee and, and Don Jr.'s transcripts. 54 times, to 54 questions, he says, uh, I don't recall. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Was I there? That's I the Reagan know. defense, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's going to come back to bite his ass because Mueller's got all the information. Mm. Lying like a son of a bitch. The whole family's a mob family. So that's her name, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. She's the, yep, she's the US, U.S. ambassador to her. She's, you know, she's like, there's whispers on her being the next presidential candidate for the Republicans. All oh, right, yeah. She has a demeanor, doesn't she? Has, she? she has a demeanor. She's yeah, a got a of experience lot there. of political experience. Yeah. So, you know, as yeah. I said, she was a former governor of South Carolina. And uh, she, oh, yeah. She's got a lot of respect in uh, the political world. Oh, has she? Yeah. I was unimpressed, though, when she got up and walked out when the Palestinian guy got up to speak. Unimpressed. Right. Jeff Bezos. Okay, now here's another thing, how crooked Trump is. I mean, and now I keep talking. Oh, crooked Trump. Oh, listen to this. You can't get away from it. You cannot get away from it. You can't and, and this, walk away, John. No, walk I can't away. walk I can't walk away. I'm the Four Seasons. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Look at this. Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man. Is he? Yeah. He's the world's richest man. Okay. He owns Amazon. Oh. And because he owns Amazon. Half of Brazil. What? Yeah, all of Brazil in the, in the Nile River. <laughs> and because he owns Amazon, he also, in that portfolio, owns the Washington Post. Uh. So Trump hates this guy because the Washington Post exposes all of Trump's bullshit. Yeah. You know, black and white, just, you know, registered 3,000 lies, the whole deal. So he hates Bezos. So what does he do? He gets he has a secret meeting with the postmaster general and tries to convince him to double the postage rates on Amazon's packages, which would be hundreds of millions of dollars. That's tearing apart the fabric of the democracy of the United States. You can't do that. No, and he won't be able to do that. Because the postmaster general said, sorry, Donald, but... I don't run the, you know, you don't run the post office. Congress no. does. Yeah. So you can't do that. Yeah, so don't worry about him. He's just no, another bit No, no, no. He's trying to use his office as a dictatorship. Yeah. That's what Putin would do. That, But he, Putin can do it. Trump can't. can't. It's just he looks like a clown again. No, 
he looks like a total asshole, not a clown. Yeah, but, uh, An uh, evil, uh, evil, double, double crook. That's what he looks like to me. Not, not, ha, ha, ha. This guy's, would, would you like to be he, an American and have him for an enemy? Trump. He would use his power of his office to throw your ass in jail. But he's not, he hasn't done that. He's not doing, he can't do it. But he's still trying. Yeah, but it's a stupid look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, surprise, surprise. Now, this, this, sometimes, you know, I got to admit, America, I got my hand up. We're not the smartest son of a bitch nation in the world. I mean, come on. Mm. We're trying to have talks with North Korea. Okay? So, you know, summit. Mm. June 12th, it's mm. pretty soon. So what does America do? They hold their military drills with South Korea. Got all the tanks, all the army guys, all the planes. And it pisses off North Korea. It pisses them off every year. Wouldn't you think this year that they would say, okay, we'll delay that until after the summit mm. if we got to do it. It's only a couple weeks. It's not that long. So the military, this would be a military decision. Yeah. They thought it was a good idea maybe to... Um, Piss them off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, then that, and then Kim Jong-un well, like said... Before we come to the table, <coughs> it's just, I'm, care, I'm packing well, heat. Well, now... I'm packing heat at the poker table. Kim Jong-un said there might not be a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> he called off the meeting with the South Koreans on something else. And now he said that they were, you know, possibly oh, going to... Criticize his haircut. Yeah, whatever, you know. But, yeah. I mean, come on. Use some smarts, yeah. would you? Yeah. And they said that they were surprised by this. That's how dumb we are. Oh, whoa, oh, we're surprised. We got 4,000 planes flying over North Korea, and they're a little pissed off about it. All right, time out. Oh, time. Okay, now, I want to I take a time out here now. I want to take a time out here. Okay, John. We want to step back a little bit on this Russian investigation, this probe that, you know, 19 indictments, actually 22 indictments, one guy in jail, another guy going to go, and tons of more indictments coming. And the meeting on the, you know, where Don Jr. and Jared, the, the brother-in-law, brother they all met with these Russians, you know, all, all of these guys. I mean, the Russian context just fall out of a tree. A patriot would call the FBI as soon as he was contacted by a Russian during an election. Would call the FBI. John McCain's done it. Other politicians have done it when they've been offered dirt from foreign sources. They've just called the FBI. You know who started? You know who started the Russian investigation? Tell me who started it. I don't know. I don't know. The Alex, Russian, which bit of the Russian investigation? The whole thing. Who, who tipped the domino that started this whole damn investigation? Oh, uh, what's this? Is it the Kushner guy who met with the lawyer nope, thing? Nope. I don't know. Right next door, Alexander Downer. Oh, really? Aussie. Yeah, because he was in a bar with George Papadopoulos, yeah. one, of, one of Trump's foreign aid consultants. Papadopoulos was ragging on about how the Russians had dirt on Hillary and he was going to get it and blah, blah, blah. And Alexander Downer said... Well, that sounds not very good if the Russians are that close to you guys and you're cooperating with them. He called the goddamn FBI! An Aussie! He called the FBI! And that's what started the whole damn thing! And Australia. An Australian dobbed, dobbed them in. Yep, dobbed them in. Said, hey, this is not right. Don Trump Jr., Donald Trump, all those. Rudy Giuliani, you guys are all...
traitors, traitors. Rudy Giuliani said it wasn't. If you got to get dirt on your opponent, it was okay to go to Russia. You're a traitor, Rudy. You're a traitor, Don Jr. You met with the Russians. You wanted to get it. You wanted to conclude. You didn't get anything on that particular meeting, but you wanted to. You didn't call the FBI. You guys are damn right down bottom mud traitors. Simple as that. I thought that was going to be a timeout, John. <laughs> And as a former basketball coach, you know what a timeout means. Yeah, that's when you give your players shit for whatever they're doing. Why is it that a, a game of basketball has 30 seconds to go, but you can pretty much guarantee it's going to take another hour? At, at least. It's a damn annoying thing. Can we fix that in your game, your bouncy ball game? I, I kind of agree with you, except for when I'm coaching. I love it. I need, right. to, I need to use all my timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, you're just going to do it. You throw the ball. A guy gets the ball. It's thrown in. He catches it, and they say, time out, time out. Got a time here. Yeah, we got to discuss strategy. <laughs> That's the thing about professional sport. I really don't like it being played remotely from the coach. Think on your feet when you're out there. Yeah, I do. I do like that. I do like the actually netball that they just keep going. Mm -hmm. And I like Aussie, uh, league. That they mm. keep going. Uh, rugby's got a lot of kickouts. I mean, they kick the ball out all the time, so that stops. Well, Leeds got to stop every time someone's tackled. Yeah, but it's real quick, though. Real quick, they tackled, bounce. Tackled, held, yeah, they, held, but they bounce held. up and get it going. No, nah, no. Nah. Looks like half a bar brawl. No, nah, no. Nah. And then kick, and there's a guy out on the wing. He tries to catch it. Oh, never mind. We'll start again. <laughs> Tackle. It's very held, quick. It's very quick. Held, it's tackle, still very quick. Held. Kick. Nah, bad arguments. Very quick. All right. They, they keep it going. All righty. Okay, SARS. SARS. Okay, you know what SARS is? It's that flu thing, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. Well, it is in one sense. But in this case, we're talking about suspicious activity report. Yeah. And this is how crooked things are whenever you deal or get anywhere near Trump. <sighs> It's always Trump. It always Trump. You can't help it. We've gone and past time out. No, it's no. Still Trump. You know the reason I brought up that Jeff Bezos thing? Yeah. Because it wasn't big news. It didn't even make big headlines. It made little headlines. But that's it's, it's a royal wedding on. <laughs> exactly. But SARS is suspicious activity report, mm. and it happens when banks get suspicious activity. They report it to the Treasury of the United States of America, and it goes into a file. Oh. And it's a permanent data file, never deleted, never misplaced, never goes anywhere. Michael Cohen, Trump's personal lawyer, mm. had three SARS reports on him. And this week, last week, it was blown up. There was a whistleblower, and he, that's where Michael Avenetti got all those things about AT&T and Norvatus and stuff. It was released. And the whistleblower, you know why he released it? Because he went to check that SARS report for something in connection with something else. Two of the reports were missing. Gone. No. Never, ever in his career, in his whole career, he said he's never, ever seen that ever on any report. There was only one left. They hadn't got to it yet. So that's why he released it. Everything with Trump smells, smells, smells. Mm. All right. That's your lot for the, tonight, is it? Well, I could go on, but, you know, <laughs> we'll give it a rest. Give us one thing that's not Trump. Can we talk about something American? Oh, yeah, yeah, to? yeah. You know, this is, I just read this uh, in a book I was reading, and I looked it up. 
you know how we use the imperial system? Yeah, weird. Inches and miles. You yeah. love it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We tried, uh, years ago, we tried to go to the um, the metric system. We had, like, in, in parking lots, Celsius degrees oh, and shit. un-American. And everybody's going, what the hell's that? What's that big C up there for? What the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it just didn't fly. Two other countries in the world use the um, imperial system. Okay, so this is a guess. Yeah. Uh, Chad. No, kind of like, you know, it would be, you know, kind of, you know, you, it's, they're obscure. No, not totally obscure, but... Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> Liberia. Oh, they love I America. should have guessed. They love America. Yeah. They, you know, they're into the, you right. know, back in the days, you know, uh, Monroe mm. helped yeah. them out. And Monrovia. All this yeah, yeah. A repatriated slave state. Yeah. Okay, so we got those two, that one, and we got one more. This one, you, you know, this really surprised me. Puerto Rico. Myanmar. Oh, Myanmar, the Burmese. Yeah, the Burmese, yeah. Right. So those are the three, America, Liberia, and Myanmar. Yeah, oh, Burma. Okay. Yeah, use the, use the imperial system. <laughs> so there you go. That is fascinating. Oh, say can you see. <laughs> okay, John, thank you very much. Thanks, Graham. Good luck. Good I, luck. I, re I really do wish you luck during the week. <laughs> I can just see you following things and going. I start out smooth. He's a crook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it gets, it gets rocky towards the end of the week. Yep. Okay, yeah, thanks, John. Cheers. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. I'll give you an early heads up. Well, barely one, actually. Uh, we will be giving away a double pass. Let's give away two of them. Uh, two double passes to the Documentary Edge Festival, the Auckland season, which is starting this week. And in the next hour, I'll hopefully give you the outline of a cracking documentary I've managed to see a preview of. It's called Whispering Truth to Power. More of that in the next hour. Keep your ears peeled. Don't call right now. We haven't got time. <laughs>